Yes, you're gonna have people turn their backs, but it's time for us to keep it real. Just keep talking that real, bro. Do what you do, I know what you do, so keep doing that. Talk the real. The HBI lads will see you now. See you now. I don't want to cause no problems. Mm-hmm. I just want to live my life, but I keep on hearing about nonsense. And we're back. HBI podcast, health business, and in between. My name is Dr. Nathan Bridger. I am a chiropractor and strength and conditioning coach working out of North Fremantle Chiropractic in North Fremantle, Western Australia. And I am joined by the duo, the legends themselves, starting in my left corner. So I have no idea what you guys are seeing. But the man hiding the worst hairstyle you've ever seen, backwards cap, too cool for you, the wizard, the physiotherapist extraordinaire, Mr. Ben Humphreys, how are we? Mate, I thought you were talking about Mina. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man, I got no hair to hide. (laughs) He's wearing that see-through hat, man. He's got that... (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm going. I'm going good. I'm going. Tra- we're all traveling a bit better than Mina at this stage, I think. Oh, mate, me. Oh, Mina, yeah. the man, the myth, you awake? the myotherapist who has been pushing himself at both ends and seems like he's trying to get a workout in and at the same time envision a sweet time of scotch and coffee. How are we holding on, my brother? We're doing well. We're grinding. We're grinding. We're doing well, but um, it's uh, it's a fun time at the moment. We're oh. dealing with a lot of interesting, interesting things. Right. Who said you can't Is get busy fun, during though? a crisis? Oh, it's always fun. If you love what you're doing, it's always fun. Until uh, you realise it's like 9 o'clock, 9.30, 10 o'clock. It's like, oh, shit, I've got to go home. <laughs> the old, <laughs> like, like, yeah, that, um, the quote, I always hated it. It's like, love what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, right. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm man. working every day and I enjoy it, but man, I'd rather be doing other stuff. Yeah, it's like people that are like, oh no, I'm just here because I'm being of service. Like, you know, you're getting paid. Like, I love yeah, what I right. do, but I like getting paid for it. If I wasn't getting yeah, paid yes. for it, I probably wouldn't do it quite I as much. I just run a charity. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't be here if I wasn't getting paid. <laughs> yeah, like, let's be honest here. But today, we got a real exciting and very on-time topic that I am yes. pretty amped up to chat about. And we have earmarked this one, why all the professional athletes that you love are about to die. Sounds aggressive, and but I know you're saying not from COVID it. either. Not, not from COVID, definitely not from COVID. Um, as, as as Nathan uh, revealed to us before, what's so, the, the before we statistic? go ahead? Let's not quote me. Let's. This is me quoting somebody else before somebody earmarks and attacks me. But I heard a quote come out, and I haven't verified it, but I'm going to stick with it anyway. That the average age of someone who has died from COVID nineteen is actually older than the average life expectancy for a normal human being. So essentially, you're expected to live to like 82, and most people who have died from COVID are like 84. So, <laughs> borrowed years? Now, in all seriousness, though, no, no death is good, but... Yeah, it's all tragic. Yeah. We, we understand that, but it's, ironic yeah, if it's, it's true. Kind of, it's kind of, you're like, ah, oh, all right then. But yeah. where all of our athletes are going to die? Where the, the reason this is poignant is obviously in Australia, we're on our like four stages, I think it's or three stages of coming out of lockdown and returning to, if I hear someone say new normal again, I'm going to punch them in the throat, but to life. Near normal. No, new normal. Everyone's like, it's going to be the new normal. No, it's not. No, Shut it's up. not. <laughs> no, like a week, a week after this opens, everyone's going to have forgotten and moving on. Like that's how humans are. like work. greyhounds, man. Everyone's going to bolt it like nothing ever happened. Oh, man. Shit's stupid. But the point is, over here in WA, and I'm sure it's coming soon for the rest of the country, on Monday, the 18th, 
of Jesus. What what month are we in now? May. May. We're in May. Yeah, geez, that's how far the world's already. Gone. Yeah, gyms get to open again over here now. Doesn't mean they get to go pump weights, but classes are back. So it means in Doesn't most cases, sense. well, because you can separate people and they can have separate equipment and stuff. Whereas it's hard to wash down machines. Like everyone's just hogging the lap pull down and you got to get one guy just standing there <laughs> rubbing it down all day. So yeah. listen, it doesn't make sense. Scheduling system. Yeah, it doesn't make sense anyway. You book but, a machine with a five-minute cleaning break yeah, in between. We, we take what we can get, man. You know how it is. Yeah. Yeah, no working in. It'll finally make people happy that they don't have to talk to people in the gym. But this also goes, what we're also seeing is so with the NRL, we've got like a hard return date, which is like two weeks from now. AFL are talking somewhere around mid to late June, I believe. So all of our mm. professional sports are starting to come in. And so what we're talking about today is that classic zero to hero mentality. So at the end of the day, professional sports are business, right? So they're losing yes. money by hard. not getting people on the field. So they want people back on the field as soon as possible. Their wages are expensive. Expensive. And their yeah. athletes have not been allowed to train appropriately because they have suffered the same thing as all of us. So they're going to mm. take these athletes in as little as perhaps two to six weeks and put them into the echelon, the top level of elite sport. And I'm guaranteeing it right now, we're going to see the most injury field season of all time. 100%. Like if the AFL already wasn't riddled with injuries already, yeah. now they've yeah. gone, what, two months without contact. Yeah. Sure, you can do all your aerobic and yeah. your strength training and all that sort of shit. But as you said, like... It's no replacement. The, it's nowhere near the intensity. Brutal that contact is going to be yeah. even more, more devastating yeah. than normal. Yeah. And so this, but this trickles down all the way to like you and me with half of us that are just like, we're talking just a moment before people look like they're bloody crack addicts looking for their next hit the way they want a barbell again. People are going to run back, forget that they've just taken four, six, 10 weeks for most people. People, a lot of people just haven't even trained at all and try and go back and pull one RMs. And listen, Great for business for all of us. But we really like looking after people to make them better rather than just stuff who people have just torn a disc in half. So we should be promoting the full return. Yeah. Or just or just like just promote the full send. Go in, full yeah. send it, and I'll fix you up full afterwards. Exactly right. I said, I've got you back. I've got you. When you shear that fucking spine in half, I'll be over here. You just come pay the man on the way in. You just drop a business card on the way through, and away oh, you mate. go. You just you stand at the top of the gym just spraying cards out. But like it's there's First injury for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this we all know like no matter what we say and do today, there's gonna to be a bunch of crew that just can't help themselves because of ego, testosterone, and all the other fun stuff. Yes, I'm looking at you men more than women. Um but let's or talk me. today um, yeah, Ben. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh but Let's talk today about what people can do. So, you know, like, let's talk about it. Let's not bust this nut too quick here. Let's get back in. Let's get a few strokes in before we get things going hard. How can we make sure that, you know, when none of us are indestructible, how can we return to doing what we want to do at a good level without possibly putting ourselves at great risk? And then the same token, what advice do you guys have for those elite athletes that's going to help them? Um, I think we touched on all of this shit on with our returning after Christmas holidays and all that sort of shit, having like a hiatus of what 
two weeks off training or something like that, we just roundabout said where you'll start getting some deconditioning, you'll start getting some, you know, atrophy and a little bit of weakness and all that sort of shit. Um, and we all understand that, you know, tendons have a poor, poorer vascular supply, so they take a bit longer to adapt. And a lot of these problems that we'll see are not only obviously high velocity trauma, traumatic injuries from contact sports, but there'll be a lot of tendon injuries yeah. going on. And a lot, a lot so of non-contact ACL and stuff like that. Just I put my foot down and my knee blew out. Yeah, and it happens a lot already in the yeah. AFL. The oh. more the um, uh, mechanical faults, yeah, that, yeah. that these people have. Anyway, um, so I think if you, I don't, well, we haven't released it, so I can't say go back and listen to it because it's actually not out yet. <laughs> well, hopefully, but, we'll, we'll see what order this comes out. So it might be out. We'll this see. will be first, I think. Um, the suspense. So, so again, there's got to be, like, like you said, some warming up, some foreplay, some whatever it may be. You need to have a couple of weeks where you've been consistently training at an appropriate dosage for your body that's going to be, you know, somewhat ramping you up to, you know, the main stage and to the game. So um, we can be very generic and say that, you know, whether it's lifting or whether it's running or whether it's hiking or whatever, whatever it is that you're into, you need to at least have a bit of a plan for, I'd say, a good month at this stage. We've all had roughly... Yeah, potentially two months off, you know, team sports, gym, all that sort of thing. So there needs to be a month where you've got a structured program where you're going to have, um, you know, an appropriate loading dosage <clears throat> that you can handle. You'll always be keeping in touch with how your body's responding to training. You'll make sure your your delayed onset muscle soreness is symmetrical. You'll make sure you're not getting any nasty sort of isolated pain in your tendons. Let's say your Achilles tendon or your patella tendon or the front part of your shoulder and you'll make sure that your body is responding accordingly. Now we can only give very generic information here, but um, the best thing I like to tell my clients is actually it's intuitive training. If it feels great and you're pulling up well, continue that same pattern. Don't keep increasing, increasing, increasing session to session because a, you're probably weaker and more deconditioned than you than you were when you're currently lifting those weights or training at that volume or running that amount of kilometers per week. You just need to um, take a back seat and really think about what you're doing and have an actual plan. Yeah, you need to get back to enjoying the process, right? Because less is like more is not always better, and I think that's what you're really illustrating there is that if we're getting a result, we don't necessarily need to suddenly do more. Because when we edit a program, this is obviously not from so much our elite athletes, but we edit a program because it stops delivering. So if you're steadily improving, and I know I'm making a visual mark here on a audio technology, but if we think of a graph and that line's going up in your terms of your performance, you don't need to do more because you're already improving. If that line starts to bottom out or go down, then we need to make a change. So I know like for all of us, we're probably wanting to get back into the gym and hammer some weights. Like I've not, I've pulled one deadlift session in the last two and a half, three months and I'm, I'm dying to go back in and pull some heavies, but I'm also very aware that if I go straight to it, you know, eight weeks, die. eight weeks is literally a full training cycle for a lot of people. That is yeah. a significant decrease. And even though I have like, 
I've trained on average four to six times a week in terms of actual strength training, but it's been with like 30 kilo dumbbells and things like that. So it's not, you can't get the same level of input, right? What about you, man? Takeaways for you, mate. Mate, that's it. I wish that was true. Uh, what about you, Means? What's your thoughts on this? <laughs> for me, you've, it, it's important that you have your plan structured and you know exactly what you're trying to achieve and reach out to the professionals around you if you're not sure. A lot of people go off what they did a couple of months ago yeah. or they ask the mate for a program um, that not, it's not currently structured to them. So, you know, what I've been seeing is a large amount of people going for runs. Yeah. All right. I have one yeah. lady. Injury city. One lady, she had Weird people. all through her glutes. <laughs> she had acnes through her, her, through her hip joint. Yeah. And I just asked one question, like before this situation, what were you doing? And now what is the difference? Yeah. She goes, oh, I'll probably do about eight Ks in, uh, in the middle and like in the morning and the afternoon and probably at night. So I do you know, three, two hour walks. Yeah. Right. It's not for your body, yeah. right? It's not designed to do that. So if that's something you want to do and you want to run a, mar- a marathon or you want to do something like that, then you need to kind of program your body to make sure that's sustainable, yeah. it's, right? It's a classic um, overload, right? Yeah, Progressive overload. So many, you know, the bodybuilding comps are about to start again. You know, similar to Benny, that's kind of my niche at the yeah. moment. Um, and you know, they've grabbed the mate's barbell and I remember they could deadlift 150 kilos. I've done that and then, oh, something's gone wrong. So, um, to all the elite bodybuilders, to all the amateur bodybuilders, to anyone really elite or not, um, you need to kind of understand where your body is at before you go and, and perform any form of intensity and it's muscle memory. And this is what I kind of been explaining to people. So your body's going to remember what you taught it last. Right. So if you haven't done anything for the last eight weeks, you're going to pretty much default mode. Mm. So you're going to have to retrain the body to make sure the mechanics are running smoothly. Your range is where it should be. And then that way you can load safely. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's trying to uh, mitigate injury, right? You're trying to minimize your injury risk because, um, you know, it's, it's classic. We've all done it. We've all played team sports or we've all underestimated how actually serious an injury is. And you've thought, oh, especially as a, as a practitioner, yeah. I'm like, all right, I know what's going on here. And I reckon I can get away with returning two weeks early yeah. to playing footy rather than listening to what I would tell everyone else and wait mm-hmm. an extra two weeks and make sure you are definitely ready. And there are demands, especially for elite athletes around pressures to play and like we're paying you it's contractual like you're going to get in there and play regardless yeah. um you know which most times people are all right but oftentimes people you know pick up these nasty injuries have returned too early and then they've fucked it up even worse and therefore they're out for a longer period of time yeah. versus yeah. you know doing the due diligence and preparing the body appropriately but no. yeah you don't, you don't want to like you don't want to become the tampon player, right? In for one, out for three. You just, you like Lose that. contract. Oh, mate. But like, I think it's just, like, I mean, you touched on it again, like we have to have a goal. So for us, like obviously when you're an elite athlete, your goal is to play. It's part, it's your, that's no longer so much yeah. the goal, it's your job. Yeah. If we go back to us who do this as part of our lifestyle because we enjoy it and because, you know, it's a good thing for us, the best thing for us for a lot of us, we do it for our mental health. Like how many people have you had come out during this time and be like, I need to get back in the gym for my mental health. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah. killing me. Yeah. Great. But if you go back in now and you cook it, 
well, you're going to be back out for six to eight weeks and your mental health's worse. So what's They're better? saying it's for mental health, but they're coming back here with physical pain. So yeah. it's like something <laughs> has yeah, but to balance out. Yeah. But, that, but that, that's all from ego because you've decided yeah. that for your mental health, you need to go grip it and rip it. Whereas it's, if it's truly for your mental health, you just need to go in there and move. A therapeutic dose. Yeah. I've worked with it's a few elite athletes. very subjective as well. Yeah. It is, it is. And I've worked with a few elite athletes and um, the, the environment there is very intense and there's a lot of people constantly working and they don't get given the time they actually need. Yeah. Right? And, and this has been something like they don't spend a lot of money on this sort of thing, yeah. unfortunately. Right? So especially from an elite athlete level, it's important that even if you need to seek external support, do it. Right. You, you, you've got to, you know, obviously check with your physios and your in-house doctors and, and, and all that sort of thing and, you know, get referred to someone that they trust. But, you know, you've got to get the right treatment because a lot of these guys, like, I don't know exactly kind of what sort of training they've been doing, um, especially if in the next six weeks they want to start playing again. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's just getting the uh, appropriate help from the appropriate and relevant people and making sure your advice and recommendations and, programs and all that sort of shit is, is done accordingly to, to you and your capacity, like physical capacity. Yeah. So and the, yeah. the thing is, um, there's no real way to know your physical capacity. Yeah. It's a subjective thing. So you need to, I know who we're talking is, to, like people don't to, know. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It, whatever you think it is, you need to stay under that. So what remember, like some reason as human beings, we think we always need to go to failure, right? That's that classic thing. So it's always like, it's like an RPA. I want to be a bodybuilder. Mate, everything we need to keep a few reps in reserve <laughs> so that we can try again. Because, like, again, recovery is the biggest thing you need to then figure out. Because you, yeah. in the body, a lot of people, diet's been off. Hydration's been off. Uh, just stress has been up. So your recovery, recoverability is reduced. Now, again, for my, like, AFL crew or the NRL crew, you're going to have some epic strength and conditioning and medical staff there that should support you. Yeah. But this goes would have away. been supporting yeah. as well the whole way through. Exactly. So we're more targeting but pop sort of. You also have to remember they're also required by the business to get you there as quick as possible. So at the end of the day, you know, what we need to look at is you need to overuse the support you have. So if you're a professional athlete and you're about to know that you're about to get ramped up, you need to be, if you normally get, so it's some sports massage once a week or something like that. And that helps you. You probably need to go to twice a week. You know, like mm. we've got increased need for demand, increased, you know, you normally sleep six hours. You better get those frigging eight hours of sleep. You better be drinking your water. Like you better be doing mm. your mobility work at home. It, there's never been a more important time at all levels to really dive in to supporting you. Now, for those of us who don't get paid to perform, we can just afford to spread things out more. I'm going to go in, I'm going to do my sessions, I'm going to take longer or I'm going to shorten them down and I'm just going to progressively add, you know, I might come back at 50%. Next week I go to 60, then I go to 70, which is a real simple basic technique, but you're getting blood flow, you're getting movement, you're testing range, as Mina said before, because half of you have been sitting on the couch watching, binge watching Netflix. You know, I know what you crew Last are. dance, that's a good oh. one. Mate, it's all it's no bad stuff. Tiger King got an absolute thrashing at the start of the season and then like yeah. but you're probably your hip mobility ankle mobility shoulder mobility thoracics is probably a bit cooked up so yeah. we want to be able to spend some time like getting that moving before we start going hard so i think it's yeah. you know i know we're 
preaching on here, but it's just I hate seeing people. We we see it all the time, though. Yeah, I hate you know? seeing people and, go and too hard us, and get injured. Like, and for us to you know to see any half professional, and I know Benny and I kind of been harping on about this, but you know to to try and be effective as as health professionals as well. Don't take the piss out of the client too, right? Yeah. Um, and make sure that you're doing the right thing as a therapist, and you know setting them up to succeed. Um, if you can do and do as much don't as you possibly dog. can in one session, don't be a dog, right? And like I said, I was saying to someone today, you know, I'd rather have someone twice a year for maintenance for the rest of their lives and have their whole family than treat you eight, ten times and never see you again, right? Um, so you've got to do the right thing by, by the client as well. We're there as professionals to offer the, the right advice and the most accurate advice. Um, and especially during this time, it's about support. And so support your clients because, you know, they'll support you moving forward. So it's, it's just important. Good points. It's yeah. Being ethical, right. With your business, it's being intelligent with you returning to sport. Like as you guys said, if you've got a goal to aim at, um, then you can work backwards from there. Right. So you don't have to, you don't end up biting off more than you can chew. Um, and I think it's a good point touching on the therapist there as well. And this is where you get that, um, collaborative team multidisciplinary team approach like me and as you said you've got an in-house osteo remedial myo about to get um like a physio and a, yeah. a strength and conditioning coach like bang that's yeah. your team in in-house right there like we we as you know use a chiropractor regularly we do a personal training service we do the physio the programming yeah. we use sports doctors or whoever else we need as a as, a, as our medical sort of help we make sure we use the appropriate people. So if yeah. it's not only obviously the best way to handle your clients, but it becomes then a, a bit of a leverage from you as well, because you end up providing other practitioners who might've been going through a, a real lull in their business, actually with more clients as well. So you not only get the the client better, you get your more business out of it. And it's a, just a win for you, win for the client, win for the other It's a better experience though. Like my forte is is treatment, right? So I need an hour to treat, right? I don't Mm. have the extra time to do that, right? Where I'm happy to kind of bundle something for them and then they can spend that half an hour, 40 minutes with the coach learning and educating themselves and that's going to save them money in the future because they've got it right, you know? So a little bit deviated from what we're talking about. But... it, it, it's it's important that right person, right role. You know, for me, it's the treatment side of things and that's why I've built the clinic to be able to, that's why I've called it my body clinic because it's not just massage, it's not just physio, it's not just treatment, right? Mm. It's about the body itself and everything it needs, whether it be nutrition, whether it be education, whether it be PT, whether it be Cairo, osteo, myo, um, that's kind of what you want to offer. And elite athletes, that's exactly what they need. You know, they need a combination of... Oh, all those things um, to make sure they hit their, their desired goal and stay injury free. Nice. Good. All right, boys. Well, I think let's just sum it all up there today. I think for me, by hearing all that and some really important stuff said there today, but if we're returning, for us that are not getting paid to train, where it's something we do because we love, don't be afraid to take more time. Seek out help if you're not already getting it. Set the right goals and then execute the plan of coming in at a certain level and listening to your body and adjusting that plan based on what your body says. Accordingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For our elite athletes, it's never been... You already have a team around you. You've got strength coaches. You've got 
med crew all through there and hopefully you've been pushing hard but hopefully you understand that it's never been more important for you to leverage further so mm-hmm. look for those good referrals look for thing avenues that you've not been hitting in order to maximize your return because there's no doubt you can't avoid the stress that's coming but you can set yourself up by, for success by leveraging other avenues very good sound good and um i think um, I don't know about you guys, I'm sure, Nathan, I know you definitely do it. And Mina, um, like anything, like when I'm dealing with, it's like we could treat this almost as a return from injury, which mm. is like your body is not injured. It could be injured, might not be injured, could be in pain, might not be in pain. But just like when you come back from injury, right, you, you don't blast yourself, otherwise you get injured again. Yeah. So with all of my programming, I'll create the first five weeks would be like a motor patterning endurance sort of capacity type of program where you might be what i put in it is two sets of 15 two sets of 10 per exercise we might limit the amount of exercises you're doing make sure you're tolerating it well and then if things all go well we progress to a more of a hypertrophy strength cycle then we'll progress from there so i think that um if you are guys listening in are looking for uh parameters around like like exact details you know we can give you um our best our best sort of information so feel free to reach out to nath or mina or myself and i'm sure we're happy to flick you over a voice message or send you through one of our um you know some of our programming and some of our guidelines around how you should structure and at the end of the day um or you can discuss this on local who you trust or contact like someone local who you trust to get this specifics because what we're talking about today is very generic um but there is also some specific information we can give you guys. Beautiful. All right, legends. Thank you for tuning in as always. Please, it really does help us. If you enjoyed today, take a screenshot, throw us on the gram, tag us in it, let us know what you're enjoying. And always, if there's something specific you'd love us to cover, definitely drop us a comment and let us know. Also, please leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we'll see you soon. Have a great day, boys. Enjoy. See you later.